Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy, Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited, as always, to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show off, you guys know, by thanking the listeners. Hats off, salute to all of those listening to the bar, sharing the bar, telling people about the bar podcast. We really appreciate it. And like I do every week, I bring in awesome guests. And uh, this guest moves into a, uh, a elite class of return guests. Uh, there's, there's just a few guests that I have on more than once. Um, and an even smaller group to have on three times. So if he do some good work, he'll probably be back on again. I have my brother, none other than Brandon. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Dwayne, how are you? Oh man, I'm great, brother. Recovering still from G3. I know I saw you there. We both were there busy and, uh, and, and, and getting some things going. All right. So Brandon, for my listeners, anybody that uh, may not know who you are, man, give kind of a brief introduction of yourself. Well, my name is Brandon Kimber. I'm a filmmaker from the Cleveland, Ohio area. I'm married, have four children. Um, I went to school for film production. It's always been kind of a hobby for me since about eighth grade, probably. But at the current job I'm working at, I've been doing documentary filmmaking and the most recent film uh, that I just completed in December is American Gospel Christ Crucified. And well, this is my fourth, fourth documentary. Hmm. I didn't know that part about it. The, I didn't know it was your fourth. So get, give me your, your library real quick. Uh, uh, the, what are, what are your what are the other documentaries? So the first two are in the crime genre. Mm-hmm. Um, the first was called A Murder in the Park. It's like a double wrongful conviction, a story that happened in Chicago, and that's currently on Netflix. But I think be I think it's gonna it's um it's been on there for about three years or something. And I think it's going to go to showtime next. So, uh, the second film is called white boy. 
Um, it's about this teenage drug dealer named who was nicknamed White Boy Rick. Oh uh, um, yeah, and he was like an FBI informant, juvenile. Uh, got life in prison, still in prison today. So, uh, yeah, the crime genre we mostly were doing stories about wrongful convictions or trying to correct injustices. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I went into uh, the religious genre. So American gospel, Christ alone. That's what I talked about last time I was on here that came out last year. And so then Christ crucified is now the sequel to that. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's why we have you back for the Christ crucified, uh, which I've seen and loved it. Great job. Once again, man, love the, uh, the build and, and everything. So I, I think I remember you saying that it originally wasn't its own separate thing and then it turned into that. Am I correct in, in that, uh, that? Assumption? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Um, I, these two films were at one point going to be one single film, mm-hmm. but I had so much content that at some point while editing the first, I realized that it had to be a separate film because mm. no one's going to sit through a maybe six hour documentary. <laughs> I would I'd um, take it in, in, in bites, man. I would have did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of do that now. They, I, I think they still, they're still related to each other. There's characters that return, mm-hmm. um, like the Burger family and people I interviewed in both. So, yeah, I see it as a continuing story, but I've just separated it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Also, a return is uh, a, a member of my network. Uh, Miss uh, uh, Constance is is in the second one. Oh as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did a an awesome job in both. Um, just the way she uh, articulates and and you know kind of tells her story. That always it was always a, a grabbing point uh, for me uh, with the film. So tell me about um, this one. Kind of give us the the overall plot. Um, you know what the story you're trying to tell. Um, give us kind of the, the, the bird's eye of, of this one. Sure. Well, um, the first film was, and that was like, you know, adding promises of health and wealth or adding works to Christ alone. Um, so this one is more about subtracting from the gospel, and that would include all the uh, really hard, difficult, Gospel from hell, the wrath of God, you know, the meaning of the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are just a few of the the uh, topics we cover in the second. But um, you know, the gospel, Christ crucified, is offensive, mm-hmm. and it's just really common to either ignore certain parts of that in preaching or you have people just denying those things um, unashamedly. So this film kind of 
follows about three different people and their faith journeys. Um, I have Bart Campolo, who is a progressive. He started as a progressive Christian and then ended up as an atheist or secular humanist. And by the way, this this is kind of something new that I did in this film compared to the last. I mm-hmm. interviewed people who I disagreed with, and mm-hmm. I tried to almost set it up like a debate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, allowed them to freely express their ideas, but always tried to respond and counter those bad ideas with scripture. Um, so aside from Bart, I have Russell Berger, who was in the first film. Uh, he goes from atheist to Christian. And Elisa Childers, she uh, she's actually a... She was a singer in the group, a Christian music group called Zoe Girl. And Mm -hmm. so she started as a Christian, went through a season of doubt and deconstruction when she found herself in a progressive Christian church and all these questions were brought up that she had never encountered before. But then she ended up embracing historic Christianity and particularly the doctrine of penal substitution. Um, so I follow these three people as we kind of go through the gospel and show how they kind of diverge paths, like especially Russell and Bart. Their their stories were very opposite, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't really um, know that that was going to be that way. <laughs> when I first started inter- interviewing them, but then it, um, I just realized, whoa. And I, ha- <laughs> I went back and re-interviewed Russell and because I, after realizing that, and then, you know, it, I think it worked out pretty well, but really uh, the film is talking about progressive Christianity um what was called the emergent church movement mm-hmm. um and just going through the gospel um part of that is going through the attributes of god um his love versus justice or his wrath um versus love and and trying to explain how we need a balanced view of god and you can't um for example people often argue that god could be loving without being just mm-hmm. well the problem <laughs> with that is that if you are unjust you are unloving that's right uh, <laughs> love and justice are kind of linked together and you can't just separate them so mm-hmm. um another guy I interviewed his name is tony jones he was kind of one of the founding people of the emergent church movement. And he wrote a book called did God kill Jesus? And he hates penal substitution. (laughs) And a lot of the uh, debating that you see is, is with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know what some some of the early criticism I've gotten is that I l- allowed them to speak too much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, you know what? It's that that's a funny way to put it. I I 
I not not necessarily as a criticism. It just it was you know like an eyebrow lift. You know, like hmm, like they at one if you walk in on the documentary at the wrong time, you you think you're looking at the wrong like it's not a Christian <laughs> film. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it. No, I that, understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got that a couple of times while I was watching. I was like, okay, wait a minute, like. Brandon, let me go. Let me make sure he's safe. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> like, whose perspective are we? Dealing with? What's going on here? No, and, and that's I, I love that though, because that that actually speaks to your creativity. The your, you know you going against the grain as far as being you know with that stuff. I love I love stuff like that. But yeah, no, legit. That is a legit takeaway. Like certain points, I was like, I was waiting for the response. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it went so long, I was like, okay, so who's gonna fix? this that this guy just put out there but no i totally get that man but but so was that intentional did you intentionally give that extra ground or it just kind of flowed that way well i mean one of my biggest my biggest uh worries was getting their approval Mm, and my agreement with them you know, when I first contacted them, I was completely honest mm-hmm. and I said, look, we don't agree. And here, here's what I'll let you do. You'll get to see the full film and approve it before you sign your appearance release. Mm. So I made the whole film and I prayed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that was like the most nerve wracking part. Sure. But Praise God, like they had no problems. They're wow. like, wow, this is, this is, uh, you know, ba- more balanced than I thought it would end up being. And I, I don't think like I give them equal time to the, uh, the people in our camp. Um, sure. I, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted them to speak is because I think it's important that people understand their logic, how they're mm-hmm. thinking through this. Because if you have friends who are calling themselves progressive Christians, um, I felt this would be helpful for people mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. hear, like, how, how would you have a conversation with this person? And, you know, like we were just talking about love versus justice. Right. Um, so, you know, that was one reason why I let them, I let them speak was because I wanted them to sign their releases and sure. another is because I thought it was valuable. And right. I, I feel like I responded to all of, you know, their objections as, as mm-hmm. best that I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree, man. And, and hearing, not hearing, I guess how and why it makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, because, you know, it's, it's easy to want to just take a sentence chop and then a whole dialogue of why that sentence is wrong. It's easy. Uh, but to allow full context of what they're saying gives it a fair, you know, a fair chance that no, I, I definitely, I get that. I respect that. That's, that's pretty. Pretty cool, man. Okay. I'll, well, listen, I, I'm not going to question your salvation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that, that, that's a, that's a valid point, man. And so those that, that get a chance to check this film out, you're going to see exactly what we're talking about. 
um, yeah. and, and get the full and, 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 and actually you'll, you'll have a better understanding cause you're hearing this show first and then you're going to watch it and then you're like, okay, you know, yeah, it's probably a good heads up to yeah. know that there are four people who exactly. are not in, <laughs> they don't share my perspective or the film's perspective perspective so there's tony jones bart campolo and these two guys named adam and john who are part of this uh they have a podcast called the deconstructionist podcast yep those guys got on my nerves (laughs) (laughs) and you know i think i think that might be part of the problem is because if you have if you love you know the truth Mm -hmm. if 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 you know the truth and you listen to some of these guys talk, you yep. probably want to pull your hair out. And yep. if there's too much of them talking, it might, I can see mm-hmm. how that might get a little annoying, but yeah. you know, I really, these guys were super cooperative. They were nice, ki- kind to me. There were, you know, moments where there were some, intensity you know tense moments mm-hmm. in the room when we're sure. <laughs> when i was interviewing them but i mean i just really appreciated what they offered and allowed me to do by interviewing nice. them yeah yeah for sure because when it first came up you know you know podcast my my antennas go up and i was like, oh podcast somebody i could check oh no never mind <laughs> 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 the more they kept talking i was like wait a minute who are these guys <laughs> like what yeah. what Wow, that that is too cool, man. Too cool. So listen, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. All right, we're back in here with my brother, Brandon, and uh, talking about the brand new film, and uh and 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 definitely having having fun with it brandon so let's before we you know do my my signature questions you've been on here a little recent so i might not give you the signature questions everybody can just go back and listen to the first time brandon was on the show so i'm gonna talk more about this film and and uh and, and some more stuff man so um you talked about uh the releases and things like that and everybody being happy uh what about um on on i guess our campsite you mentioned somebody saying you let let them talk too much were there any other criticisms that came out or anything that that uh that someone says like kind of made you think about it a little bit uh i don't really know if i've heard anything besides that i mean Mm -hmm. it is a longer film it's longer Mm -hmm. than the other one right so this is two hours and 56 minutes almost three hours that's crazy for documentary (laughs) um but I split it up into 10 chapters, which are, you know, you, you see the actual chapter name on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think that would really help 
if you are either wanting to sp- split it in half or if you're watching it in like a small group setting, you could watch, you know, a few chapters and then right. discuss and then come back to it another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I, when I put that out there, most people were like, yes, three hours. That's great. I wish it was longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I told you, doc, like a good documentary with, you know, I, cause I, I go back to, you know, I think probably is a lot of people inspiration. I think it's called, uh, Amazing Grace. Um, on YouTube, it's a long document. Like it's like somebody put it on YouTube and it's like several clips. Um, and actually was one of the, yeah. the films that helped me, you know, uh, understand reform theology better. Um, uh, was that, that film and me and my wife sat and watched it, man. We literally sat all, I mean, it felt like all day going because you know youtube you get commercial yeah. <laughs> stuff going to each clip man and so if it's a good documentary man people definitely will sit down and and watch it man so so talk to me about what's what's coming uh what's next what what's on the horizon what what do you what do you think in part three the trilogy <laughs> you know with the box set you know <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> Definitely, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a part three. Um, mm-hmm. and like we have been talking about as far as the length of the films, mm-hmm. I feel like the next topic that I'm going to try to tackle is, is so vast that it could probably be a two parter film mm. <laughs> or, you know, I might split it in half and have just a part A, part B. Or, mm-hmm. or might try to do like a docu-series type of thing where you have five or six one hour episodes. Um, I'm not sure yet, but the, uh, the topic will be the new apostolic reformation. Um, nice. Modern day apostles mm-hmm. and prophets kind of going back to, uh, the similar topic as the first film. Right. But um slightly uh different. You know, you know, Word of Faith and NAR are kind of sister movements and they yep. have slightly different emphasis. Um so yeah, that I mean <laughs> I'm not really sure how much I want to talk about it at this point. <laughs> um it's it's a little early. I have interviewed a f- quite a few people so far, but um, this probably won't get done until next year, 2021. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Well, listen, I, I can add to that, man. Uh, and I used to be in that circle actually was an apostle. So, you know, you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dwayne, I'm going to come visit. Yeah, I've been thinking man. about it. Yeah. Come on, man. We'll, I'll put it out there. They tease me about it enough. I need to get up there and, and, and set the record straight for the world, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, and definitely need it, man. And, um, and I, I know, you know, your work always, you know, has been awesome and, and I appreciate that. Um, let me see anything else before we slide out of here, man. Um, what about, Go ahead. What are you about to say? Well, I think when I talked about the film, I probably only talked about half of it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so we definitely want to encourage yeah, you to check it out. I don't, I don't know how much time you have left, but I oh, can I got talk plenty. about it more come, if I come on if you want. Let's go, man. <laughs> it's it's my show. I can go as long as I want. What else we want to talk about? Sure. Well, here's here's an interesting thing that I kind of let me just explain this. So I grew up in Do a it. charismatic church, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people. In that old church, um, I started seeing where we're, um, quoting a guy named Richard Rohr and, you know, they would post about the movie and book, The Shack. And mm. I started looking into this guy, Richard Rohr, and this is, he's a pretty major focus in this film. He is, one of the major influencers of Rob Bell, uh, Brian McLaren, and a lot of other oh, wow. you know, pro- progressive, uh, mm-hmm. emergent, you know, Christian types. And when I say Christian, that that's in quotes. Um, <laughs> honestly, the message. Um, this going back to Bart Campolo. The reason I wanted to interview Bart was because I felt he was honest in that he realized that he was denying all these essential elements of the gospel and in the end decided to be honest and embrace his unbelief um, and not pretend, you know, not still hold on to the Christian label while denying all the theology. Mm-hmm. Um so in the film, Bart literally says, I realized the God that I believed in was a God of my own invention. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he says, the last God I believed in was awesome. I love that guy. He was just like me. <laughs> and it was, wow. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was just like very self-aware of, yeah. And, I felt like that would be an important thing for, you know, the progressive Christian audience to hear. Like, look, if you're denying the doctrine of penal substitution, you know, that Christ uh, took the penalty and was punished for your sins under the wrath of God, um, you're denying the core of the gospel. Right. Um, and you shouldn't call yourself a Christian. Um, so I, 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 I don't know how you felt about that, but <laughs> so I mean, it it didn't it didn't ring as hard as it did just now when you said it um, when I was watching the film. But now now that now that you kind of brought that up, I do remember that that instance, um, and and just uh, I guess hearing hearing it from that perspective, from his perspective. You know, it kind of puts a, puts a weird spin on it, I guess, or, uh, I don't know. Cause I, I just, my mind, you know, I think about like, you know, heretic, you know, just like, <laughs> like, like kick him out, you know, just, you know, but no, that, 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 that didn't, that didn't resonate when I first watched it until you, you brought it up. Then I, I distinctly remember, uh, that part and him talking about that, which is very interesting for sure. 
<laughs> well, I guess I failed as a filmmaker. I'm just well, kidding. you know, <laughs> can't win them all, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, man, no, no. I mean, well, you know, it's just like a good movie, man. You got to watch it more than once. You oh, hear yeah. stuff you didn't I hear mean, the first time. You see stuff. Yeah. I, I think just I, haven't had time to hit it twice, Brandon. My, I'll be honest. <laughs> my One of my weaknesses is probably I jam pack too much into like a short amount of time, even though three hours isn't a short amount of time. There's right. still a ton of information and I don't give, exactly. I probably don't give people enough time to breathe and think. Um, huh. So there are tons of people that say, yeah, this is my third time watching yep. the second film. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I believe that, man. I believe that. Cause uh, like you said, you, you miss stuff, you know, your phone might go off or, I mean, just, Stuff happened, man. And you just rewatch it and like, oh, you know, this part, that part. So yeah, now you got me wanting to watch it again. I, I'm thinking about what I got to do this afternoon and I'm going <laughs> to try to check it out again, man. So what else, man? What else you want to talk about with the film? Anything else? Well, uh, let's see. Richard Rohr. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that nobody really knows about, but. Mm-hmm. His view of Jesus and Christ, um, I didn't really discuss this in the film, but it's very similar to what they do in the prosperity gospel. In the right. prosperity gospel, you have that little God's doctrine where oh, yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of uh, little G. They're deifying man, demoting mm-hmm. Christ. In this progressive movement with Richard Rohr, you have... You have him separating Jesus and Christ. So mm. he says things like Christ is bigger than Jesus. Yeah, I remember. So that. he has this view of Christ as this <laughs> cosmic, cosmic entity and right. Jesus somehow embodied the Christ. Um, but the, but one of the, one of the things that's kind of key is he, he calls himself, uh, panentheist and that's that's not pantheism um mm-hmm. pantheism is like everything is god right. like any mm-hmm. object you see is god so panentheism means god so it's like the universe is in god but god transcends the universe it's it's kind of confusing mm-hmm. and weird mm-hmm. but but he believes that christ is another name for everything. So mm. therefore every person is already in Christ. We don't need an atonement. Um and so he's like he's a universalist. He believes, right. you know, everyone will be saved. Mm-hmm. Um but he you know, he's quoted in the film as saying no atonement is necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's completely right heretical teaching right right uh so i you know this is a guy that oprah has had on her show and they they kind of both share um i would say it's like a new age influence right um Mm -hmm. but i i really felt that richard Rohr was a guy that almost no one was really aware of like i don't really see article you know in 
reformed blogs or or whatever sure. you might you see a lot of stuff about rob bell or at least you did mm-hmm. a few years back but right i had never seen anything about richard Rohr. he's like i would say the man behind the curtain Hmm. Hmm. yep and you know it's funny that part uh my wife walked in on that part about the when he was christ is bigger than jesus or something like that She's like, what are you watching? <laughs> that was one of those things, man. Like, you, you, if you don't get in, you know, you miss it. I remember that when you brought it. I was like, oh yeah. She she walked in on that part, and she was curious, like, what what is going on here? <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty cool, man. Good deal. All right, man. Anything else? I love it, man. I don't I don't think I heard you talk this much ever in my life. We've been together in person. <laughs> twice i've interviewed you twice so keep it going with it what else you got i mean (laughs) well one of the one of the main objections that i wanted to tackle was the idea of cosmic child abuse Mm -hmm. so a lot of progressive christians will call the doctrine of penal substitution cosmic child abuse so they view it as you know you have a, a vengeful father taking out his wrath on this unwilling son. And it's a really, um, it's a caricature. It's a, a straw man. Yep. It's, it's not representing our belief accurately. So I, I really felt I needed to correct that. Mm-hmm. I hope, hopefully it was clear. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, the key is that, God is triune and that Jesus um, is God. So he's Mm -hmm. not an unwilling victim. It was part of his plan Mm -hmm. within the Trinity to come and die for his people. And he says, you know, no one takes my life from me. I, I lay it down freely. And so, you know, you know, we even conservative Christians can often use illustrations that are really unhelpful and contribute to that cosmic child abuse view. Right. One of those I use in the film, it's this illustration about a train and a father and the son. And so in this story, you have uh, a father who's like a switch operator on a railroad track. Oh man, I've seen the video. Yeah. <laughs> his son is like fishing or playing and the father walks away while the bridge is up and the son sees a train coming and the son's trying to warn his father, Oh no, you got to lower the bridge before <laughs> the train derails. And, uh, the son ends up hitting the switch himself, but falling into like the gears of mm-hmm. the bridge and the father has to make this choice. Does he <laughs> lower the bridge and kill his son right. while, while saving all the passengers or does he save his son and allow all the passengers to plummet to their deaths? So right. he ends up, you know, saving the passengers, but sacrificing his son. And this is supposed to be like an illustration of what happens on the cross. Terrible. Yeah. The, yeah. The problem is again, that you, you have this picture of an unwilling son. Mm -hmm. It's completely not what happened at all. And so I would say 
stop using that illustration. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it just yeah. hurts more than yeah. it helps. <laughs> it does, man. It does. I remember seeing somebody did a, a, a little video, a short video of that. And I remember seeing that years ago. Um, yeah, that's, that's silly. It, that's, and at the time it was so, it was like, Oh, that's deep. Wow. You know, he sacrificed his son for everybody else and that, that, that but no, that's not yeah, how it works. After, <laughs> after the emotions go away, right. you think about it, you realize, Oh, wait, <laughs> that's not how it works. Nope. <laughs> I mean, if anything, the son is pulling the lever too, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> so yes. pulling the lever on yourself and jump down there. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. The, the other, um, the other thing that I heard a lot and I had heard this. First of all, I, around 2011, when Rob Bell wrote Love Wins, I was aware of that and, um, I knew, you know, I was aware that, oh, this is pretty much a heretical book about hell and I should avoid it. But I was not really fully aware of what the emergent church movement was. And, you know, I was on social media, but I don't think at the time it was like, or at least maybe I wasn't following uh, enough of the that world to understand mm-hmm. where that, where Rob Bell fit in the picture of Christianity. Um, but I had some friends who were posting about this stuff a lot. And so it helped me kind of, it motivated me to research this more. Um, but what I kept hearing over and over again was uh, they had this objection about what is true forgiveness. So in the film, what a lot of these guys will say is that, you know, God doesn't need to, um, he doesn't need to exact justice in order, in order to forgive. He can just forgive. He can just mm. be loving without justice. Again, that thing. Um, so I tried to explain why I believe that's incorrect. <laughs> right. Um, kind of using the verse about turning the other cheek. So Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, whoever strikes you on your right cheek, turn to mm-hmm. him the other also. So if someone, if someone, uh, sins against you, justice would be that you return, you know, a slap for a slap. Right. Or whatever that sin might be. Um, you pay them back for, the harm that they caused you. But Jesus is saying that forgiveness is to turn the other cheek. So that's essentially taking the justice that you owe that person and uh, absorbing it back on yourself. So you're kind of taking the hit or absorbing the justice owed. So for example, if someone, if someone crashed my car and I didn't have any insurance or if they damage, they damaged my property. Um, and I forgave them. I would be releasing them from a debt. 
Um, I would be saying you don't have to pay me back to replace um, what you broke, but I'm going to take that upon myself. I'm mm-hmm. going to, even though I forgive them, mm-hmm. I'm not paying mm-hmm. them back. Mm-hmm. I right. have to take the hit of that cost. I'm it's either, still a cost. yeah, I'm either um, using my own money to buy a new car or whatever it might be replacing that or I, or it's just a loss. Maybe I'll never replace it and I've lost it. So anytime you forgive, there's always a cost and there's always this idea of absorbing justice back upon yourself. So if you take that to the gospel, um, we've sinned against God and the justice we owe is our death. The wages of sin is death. So instead of giving us the death that we deserve, mm-hmm. Christ absorbs that justice upon himself and he dies for our sins in our place. So when you think about it, it just makes perfect sense. <laughs> but Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you break it down. Yeah, I I hope that's I hope it's helpful. Um I haven't heard like people like Tony Jones or these emergent guys respond to that yet. So what I'm looking forward to is this kind of getting out in more progressive circles and like hearing some of the feedback from them. Right. Um, yeah. That'd be we'll cool, see. man. That'd be cool. Bro. Well, I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm about to tell on you, man. You you you've got this fancy podcast, Mike, man. You just want to just take over the show and just keep talking. <laughs> but no, man, no, that's really good, B. Like I really appreciate you uh coming on, man, and 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 giving us all these insights to the movie. And um and talking so much, man. I'm telling you, I've never heard you talk this much. So there might be there might be podcasting in your future, man. I don't know. You know, I, I love to help people start, so that might we'll be something. See. Yeah, we'll man. We'll see. We'll see. There, what, what I've comes. had some ideas. Yeah, you know, see. Oh, I know you have. Well, we've had people. You know, I get attacked, not always publicly, but sometimes even privately. Mm-hmm. You know, objections to even the first film saying that I've taken people out of context or, you know, somehow I made it seem like Todd White lengthened legs when he really didn't do it. (laughs) So, uh, like, I've thought about creating some almost like video podcast explaining or clarifying those things, Mm -hmm. like why I didn't take someone out of context or here's some more examples of Todd White faking leg lengthening <laughs> right right so we'll yep, see yep okay hey we'll see man well i appreciate you coming on the show this may be the debut this, this may be the thing that inspires you man so whenever it happens make sure you point back to this episode of the bar when you came on he was talking so much you figured you might want a podcast <laughs> that's probably the first time i've ever heard someone say that about me bro i'm, I'm very you. quiet and reserved i know i don't I, but i don't talk a lot <laughs> i know and i've enjoyed it i mean it's been all good stuff man i love the breakdown and and definitely 
definitely my listeners are going to be blessed because they, they getting a really good foundation before they start the film. They won't be scratching. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it, it, you'll get it regardless, but that that's a really good foundation, man. And I appreciate you sharing that with my listeners, man. So if, in, if you don't have anything else, you sure you're good. I'm good. All right. Thank you man. for having me, Twin. Oh, bro. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk to you, man. And, uh, and anytime I see you, definitely always love to the bar listeners. Make sure you check out everything bar podcast. Go to the bar podcast.com. Make sure you go to Facebook and look up bar podcast, Instagram and Twitter, the bar underscore podcast. And make sure you leave a review. I haven't asked y'all to leave a review in a while. Make sure you go to iTunes and leave a review that helps us get found and tell somebody about us. And, uh, th- those are the two ways that you can bless the whole podcast in the network y'all until next time god bless you and we are out What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there